Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we have Mr. Richard Bell. Mr. Richard Bell is the leader of the Business Leaders Group, with a Z, that is, and he's done some phenomenal things. He's helped companies like The Entourage, Fitstop, a range of different companies all over the world grow, scale, expand to new markets. He's bought in, he's bought out, he's done a range of different things. And we brought him in today to share some strategies that you should be thinking about as a business owner, as a business owner right now. How do you manage what's going on? How do you look to the future? What should you be doing after we get through this crazy crisis that we're in the midst of at the moment? And he shares a few key takeaways and strategies that he's focusing on for his businesses right now. Now, he's also going to be joining us at our upcoming Mogul Mastermind, which we're doing digitally. Because of course we can't meet face to face. So if you want to check out www.mogulmastermind.com.au, you'll be able to see and find out if there's still tickets available. He's coming along to join us. So if you like this episode and you'd love to ask him some specific questions for you, then we'd love to invite you to come along and join us at the Mogul Mastermind. Now, as I said, if you're a business owner who really wants to see how to navigate and then grow through these times, this is the episode that you need to listen to. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, not a problem at all. Thank you so much. And looking forward to this chat. Good to catch up. Yeah, good to have you here. Now, I always like to ask someone a question, the same question every single time on the podcast, which is if you and I met at a party and we're just chatting, chatting away and I said to you, Richard, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer there? That always happens, by the way. We're good at practicing it over the years. So effectively, what I do is I run an investment and an advisory firm. So what that means is running an investment and an advisory firm means that we invest and we advise companies all around the world. So Business Leaders Group is the head company. It was founded and managed by me. And we have a off the side of that, we obviously have a, an investment mandate, which is 100% of, 100% of my own personal funds. So over the last 10 years, We've started, consulted to, exited, capital raised, you know, uh, well over 100 businesses in different sectors, operating in eight countries around the world. We've got clients in New Zealand, Singapore, Indonesia, Russia, Paris, Macau, and obviously in Australia as well. So that's what we do. 50% of our business is advisory. So that is people will pay fees for me to sit on their board, restructure their company, you know, give them advice on that next stage of growth. And the other half is companies that we actually own. So the way I like to do it is I'm a business person who happens to enjoy advisory. So hence why the company you know, has two arms to it. Yeah, some of those companies that, that are ours that we've started or have shareholdings in, companies like the Entourage Education Group, we're the third largest shareholder in that. Fitstop, I co-founded that in January 2017, so that's a fitness franchise. We've now got 80 franchises around the country. Zen Now, which is a tech a tech startup, which is a, an on-demand mobile massage service. Unfiltered, which was a media company we took from New Zealand and launched that in the US. We exited out of that a 10 times investment. So uh, yeah, there's been a, a number of different plays, but basically I spend my time building, starting, advising you know, companies very much in that, I guess, private space, you know, between the sort of five mil to 50 mil revenue, I guess, is our comfortable space. Awesome. I love that. And, that's, and you've done a lot. For anyone that's listening and uh, you would have heard in the intro, it's like, you're a pretty young guy to have done all that sort of stuff. 
Um, I, I, is, I, I feel young, but there's some greys maybe creeping in there. <laughs> bit of the sil- silver fox action. Yeah, yeah, creeping in there at the side. And I don't, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm married with three kids as well, right? So, you know, for me, I don't, I kind of don't feel young. So yeah, I suppose it depends on how you define that. Yeah, no, but I, I love it. It's a lot of stuff that's happened in a, in a very short, sharp period of time from what I can see from the outside as well and been following it along in your journey on just on social media and watching what and whatnot. It's been uh, exciting to see. Now, I have to ask, just from personal curiosity, how come business leaders has a Z on the end of it? <laughs> I love this. I get this question a lot as well. So for me, I guess I'm a little bit unconventional. I don't believe in, I guess, the normal constraints of society so i guess leaders is just that little bit of you know i guess that little bit of how to how to say it you know breaking the trend or being obnoxious or not fitting in you know so i just decided to put a uh, to put a z on there you know just to be a little bit a little bit different you know i didn't want to be a kind of boring advisory firm that has a corporate office in the city I'm very much still that entrepreneurial flair on what i do I like it. I like it. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, it's just a little bit to me, a little bit gangster. I like that. Just that little, just that little bit, just a little touch. Yeah. Um, it was just, just that, you know, just that, just that little bit, just to make sure I, I don't fall into wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. No, I love that. Now, at the moment, obviously, so we're recording this in the midst of everything that's been going on, Corona, COVID, whatever everyone wants to call it. And a lot of that is affecting businesses. And you know, we've got you coming in to speak to our guys at the um, Mogul Mastermind in about the middle of middle of May coming up, which is going to be amazing. And they're all excited for that. But w- what have you been noticing? And I know you've been doing a lot of content out there for businesses at the moment. What's been some of the things that you've observed that people are either doing well to deal with this crisis in their businesses and what, what are some of the things that people are missing or maybe not doing well as well? Yeah, yeah, great, great question. I think uh, I'll probably start by saying, first of all, hey, let's not be ignorant that that this is hurting, you know, it is hurting a, a lot of people and a lot of businesses and including my own. So I just want to give a, a lot of love and respect to people out there who are uh, in business right now or, or even in, you know, in management roles, et cetera. Massive, massive respect for the stuff that you've been dealing with. I guess my advice that will follow this precursor is is not not in at all in a way that you know is kind of uh, judging what you're currently doing or how you're feeling. I think everyone's doing the best job with what they can. But putting that aside, what I will say is, you know, there's a couple of things that that I've been noticing, and and this is I guess on a global scale, you know, in different sectors, whether it's tourism, media, you know, health and wellness, tech. The first thing is I think we will recover. And I say that from a, you know, from, I guess, from a mindset perspective as well, like, you know, whether you want to look at the, the Great Depression, the Black Plague, the GFC, you know, 1919, 1920 Spanish flu, you know, there's, there's been a lot of events in history which have happened, which, you know, for business leaders and, and the economy and the market and the community and society as a whole has been incredibly devastating. However, what history shows us is that as humans, we are incredibly resilient. We will recover. We will move through this. And I'm talking purely from a commercial standpoint. Some of the best companies and investors have made their money during these times, right? There's a bit of a kind of catch cry, which is money and money is made and, and opportunities are born in doom, you know, not boom. And I know that sounds bad, but it's really true. You know, anyone can make money in an up market. What you do during these times will really determine the, the future success of your business. So I guess for me, you know, what I'm seeing and I guess my advice there is like 
once you've kind of dealt with the initial grief or rawness or whatever's gone on for you, if you've lost revenue or chopped staff or whatever you've had to do, start to look at, well, it's pretty good that the government is stepping in and, and putting together relief packages. But then secondly, you know, in 12 months' time, 24 months' time, whatever time frame, this will not be a thing. Yeah. And I guess the question I'm saying to business owners is, including my own, is what are your plans to come back stronger after this? Don't let this be the thing that ruins your life for the next 30 years, you know, because you will come out of it. You need to come out of it. Society as a whole will adapt. And in five years' time, you know, everyone will just go, oh, remember that corona thing, you know. So it's important to not get stuck in the now and start thinking about, you know, start thinking about the future. Mm, no, I, I love that. And I mean, obviously, that's that's definitely a huge important thing. And I noticed a lot of people, especially in, you mentioned some of the ones like the gym and the fitness and health industry, which obviously I know you're in. And I heard Peter speak last year at, at an event and saw what they were up to, which I was you know, really liked. And, and I can see, and it's like, you guys aren't taking the foot off the gas. I, you know, I follow him on Instagram as well. And I see he's looking at new new places and new properties and, and things of like course. that for new, for new locations. Because it's, it's got to be done, as you said, you know, after, after winter comes spring and summer. So... Businesses have got to move on and, uh, and and have that forward thinking. For for people at the work, what are you seeing people doing? Like just observing like wrong at the moment though. If you if obviously I know with your guys you're inspiring them to keep looking to the future and focus. But what are some of the maybe just small things that you've noticed businesses going? You like oh, maybe at the yeah. moment, that's not what you should do. Great question. I think you know. I mean, from a fit stop perspective, commercially, you know, we've been in in board meetings every couple of days looking at you know cash flow forecasts and strategies and you know how to maintain through this. But I think Probably the most common mistakes that I'm seeing through this period is the first thing is people are too slow to make decisions. You know, people are hanging on to, you know, be it staff or suppliers or whatever it may be and going, oh, maybe it will get better next week. Like, guys, Corona's here. It's going to be crappy for the next three to six months, maybe even longer. So with the amount of government stimulus and support packages that are, that are there, you know, get ruthless with your business. And I don't mean that in, a, in an insensitive sort of way. I just mean, hey, if you've got to cut down some hours, cut down some staff, cut off some suppliers, you know, negotiate with your landlords, get your cash flow organised really quickly, do that. Because there's a big thing where you've got to almost put you know, sort of opinions and, and feelings aside for a minute and just look at logic and go, guys, I want us to have a business for the next 10, 20, 30 years. If we can't protect that asset right now, the, the show's over. So sure, I can worry about how you feel for the next month or two because I might have to dial down your hours or, you know, you might have to take a holiday from your mortgage or your rent. Like I get it, that sucks. But what will suck even more is when we get to the end of this and we don't have a company. And there goes the mission, the impact, the vision, everything we're trying to do together. So, you know, the number one thing I'm seeing is people aren't making calls quick enough. Like cut down, you know, look to dial down. Don't be, don't be ignorant and go, no, no, we're just going to push through this. It's affecting the whole world. You're not pushing through it. Like you can't leave your house in some places, right? So, and then the second thing is, once you've done that and you've made those adjustments and your cash flow forecast, your strategy's all up to date and your timing is right, then you go, okay, so now we've got our base level of commitment down from a company perspective. What can we do? Because the other thing that I'm seeing is companies go, oh, well, we can't do anything for six or 12 months. So we'll just, you know, we'll just we'll hang out here and see what happens. You know, wrong, right? It's like, you need to be able to go, well, what other products, services could we pivot? Could we, you know, could we invent? Like FitStop, we've just launched FitStop at home. You know, we developed that in 14 days, you know, and that's an online offering through technology and, 
you know, we had over a thousand members in the first seven days for that, right? It's, it's half the price point, but our cost base was also a lot lower hmm. as well. So that's a, a huge mistake that I'm seeing. People are not pivoting and they're not looking at how they, how they can do business. You know, the, the third thing is people are selling. Now, uh, I've had this conversation with so many business owners, you know, we, stop selling, stop ramming stuff down people's throat. You know, people don't want to be sold to during this time. They're raw, they're vulnerable. They're worrying about how they're going to eat food and, and pay their mortgage. They don't need you to be ramming some two for one offer down their throat, right? It's like add value, show mm. you care, show, show compassion. And off the back of that, if you happen to generate business, fantastic, but don't, be in this sales aggressive profiteering kind of approach with how you're doing business come from a place of of adding value in a place of well hey we're all in this together how can i take my business that i've got and add a little bit of value to people and you know it might be half the price or might even be free you know example a lot of the i run a, a boardroom session every month for, uh, you know, I picked 10 business owners at the start of this year. Every month we get together in a boardroom. It's basically like I'm, I'm on their advisory board. And, you know, we go through their financial strategy, capital raising, sales, marketing. I hold them accountable to their action items. They come back in 30 days time and let me know what they've done, etc. Yeah, that's completely free. You know, for the next three months, I said, guys, don't even worry about it. Like, we're still going to do it, but it's free. Don't, don't even worry about it. Let's move to online. I won't take any dividends or director fees for the next six months out of any of my companies, right? So it's about like not having that uh, greed approach of, of trying to force, you know, you know sales through, through people because it's, it's just not, people have, are not, you know, they don't have the appetite for it. So that's a, you know, a big mistake that I'm seeing out there in the market. You know? I, I, I like what you, when you say there because it's, it's not that you are completely shutting down and not selling. It's not selling in the same way that you've done before, right? It's the adaptation. So you're still providing value to people. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like so, yeah. you still, we still are a fiscal and, and financial company, but it's like you're not as, you know, you're doing the same as what you were doing in January or you're not going, as you said, you're not going aggressive or you're not price gouging like people are trying to sell fitness equipment at six times the cost of what it totally. would be. Totally, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, spot on, Kim. That's exactly what I'm saying, right? I'm saying like, you know, you know, people, of course, you're still going to do business. You've still got an enterprise to maintain. You've still got wages to pay. I'm not saying don't do business. You know, what I'm saying there is um, be careful about how you do business. Mm. You know, don't be, you know, rolling out sales copy everywhere and offers and trying to sell stuff for eight times the amount that it would normally cost because you're trying to take advantage of this scenario, right? So, yeah, just provide value, continue to be legitimate in what you do. And, you know, even from a content perspective, like, one of the big mistakes companies are making is that they're stopping their marketing, you know? Mm. And I'm like, guys, crazy, you know, because A, right now, cost per clicks, billboards, online, offline advertising is 40 to 50% cheaper. Media buying has never been this cheap ever in the mm. last 20 years. So take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Take advantage of that and, and get your message out there and tell your audience and your customers what you are doing during this time, you know? Marketing is very different to selling, right? Marketing, adding value, putting out content. Like I've put out more content in the last 30 days than I have in the last three years, purely just to, just to give some insight and add some value and, and help that person that's sitting there in their, in their living, living room wondering what to do. Yeah, and that's so true, especially on the, the marketing side to get your message out there right now. So we partners with Facebook, obviously being a Facebook agency, 
And the stats that they show, there's 70% more people online because everyone's transitioning online to get their news and information. I mean, even for me, I couldn't turn my TV on if I wanted to because I don't have an antenna point in my house to try and get it. So for me, the only way that I get updates is I watch ScoMo's live stream when he goes on Facebook. That's about the only way I get my updates at the moment. So I go on there and I know that there's been about 40% of advertisers take their money off and they've turned off their ads because obviously they can't do things at the moment. So they are retreating rather than looking at what the opportunity is in the future. So the CPMs, which is the metric for online advertising at least, cost per thousand impressions. It's in some places, as you said, it's like it's it's a quarter of what it was normally, which is really like the what happened with Facebook when it first started. So if someone was advertising in 2007, 8, 9, 10, those sort of prices are what people are seeing at the moment. And to me, I'm encouraging business owners, not saying to to aggressively go and market yourself like crazy. Even if you spent a dollar a day, you still be getting your message out there if it's you're promoting a video or content that you are doing, which most people should be able to afford if you're a, if you have a business that's not you know, too financially strong. So I highly recommend everyone, as like you've just said, it's like if you can, if you have the ability to put money towards marketing, like now, especially on social media, it is it has never been and will never be as cheap as it is right now because of the like the just the influx of supply that they have. And that's across every social platform and every online platform, I know for sure. I haven't looked at anything like traditional media, but I know from the digital standpoint, it's, it's ridiculous. So it's uh, hugely important. And, and now I, I do I do have a question because I know one of our ladies in our mogul mastermind where you're, you'll be talking in the middle of May, I put it up a post today in our group and I, I was interested in your thoughts on it. So she's thinking of selling a business at the moment. So she has a business which was a physical business. She basically brought people together for workshops and things like that. And she's like, cool, now, and now she's also did business coaching, but now her business coaching for ladies who have like side hustles has kind of gone through the roof because everyone wants to focus on that. So my understanding is she's gone, well, I want to kind of focus more to, more on this project rather than and I want to sell my other. Is now a time where if you had a business and you're like, and you had two things going on, is now actually a good time to be looking at selling, to be identifying if you should sell based on your experience with like raising capital, selling and, and buying into yeah, businesses? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a good question. And I mean, the first the first reason I would ask is why, you know, why are you looking to sell your business? I've been involved in a number of transactions, business leaders group, either for, you know, for, for its clients or my own companies. We've raised over 10 million in capital over the last five years, right? So, you know, for, for me, it's, it's sitting here going, well, you know, why does that lady want to sell the business? What are the assets in the business? Is the business valuable? You know, and, and what's the cost of opportunity? Like, I don't think COVID has anything to do with, selling a business in the slightest right like a business is an asset like any other asset whether it's a you know a public stock a house you know real estate commercial or, or a business it's like so that that asset has an underlying value but what I wouldn't do is you sit here and fire sale an asset because you know there's been a bit of a downturn from a COVID perspective you know but I mean hey yeah I think the decision lens should be looked through okay, what is the actual future of, of where your client wants to go? If she wants to go down mentoring, you know, the females in their side hustle and she wants to build an online platform and program around that, then fantastic. That's amazing. But, you know, at the same time, that should be an ind- like an independent thought rather than, oh, yeah, it's COVID's come quick. I've got to sell that. And I've got to do this, right? To me, that sounds like a knee-jerk reaction. And, and then to the buyer coming in as well, like probably my advice there is, you know, don't, 
sell a business that's going to screw a buyer over just because you want to make some money or get out quick before it folds during this COVID period. So, yeah, I guess my question would be, would your client still want to sell the business in 12 months if we had no COVID, business was back to normal and she was running events and she was loving it? That answer would probably be no. So why would you try and fire sell it in a market like now? Yeah, that's a great one. And she'll probably ask you a similar question. I'm going to get her to watch this beforehand, but she'll probably have some Q&A for you when, uh, yeah, when yeah. we come no, together no, as well. Yeah, yeah. Really happy to help in, in that. And, and I mean, it always helps if I can understand a little bit more about the situation and revenues and valuations and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, my, my initial answer is, hey, don't sell because of COVID. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I love that. And now I wanted to keep this short and sharp and I really appreciate your time and jumping on to, to share some value with everyone that's listening or, or watching today. And I always like to ask this one question as we kind of wrap up our time together, which is what's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? <laughs> what's one question you didn't ask me that you should have? Mm, that is a great question. If I had to think off the top of my head, I would say, you probably should have asked me something to do with how do companies grow during or post this period. Hmm. Well, I'd love to know. Feel, feel, give us a couple of, a couple of pointers here on yeah, uh, what, so, what, what they should do. So I think, first of all, you know, this is something I'm really passionate about. I think any company right now who's in an okay to good position should be setting up, you know, taking this time to look at their operational infrastructure, look at their technology, look at their systems, look at their processes, look at their product, their product to market fit and go, right, what have we got here? We've got a bit of time, a bit of headspace to think about this. And then how are we going to scale and go to that next level? Like, the amount of companies right now who are, you know, increasing in efficiency, moving to online meetings, you know, looking at whole departments and going, mm, do we really need that? What do we even do that for? You know, so the number one thing I, you know, you need to be doing during and, and out of this period is going, hey, how do we get better at what we currently do? Second thing is I'd be looking at, you know, and I've already had a lot of these conversations. How do you set up an advisory board? You know, how do you actually get people around you who have built, scaled and grown companies so that you can actually get help? The amount of founders, you know, who don't have an advisory board set up or a business person on their team is scary, you know, because they get this kind of, you know, amazing growth and they kind of get to you know a year or two in and go, well, shit, what now? And most of the time it falls over. So mm. get an advisory board around you after you've sort of, you know, tackled your operational efficiency and infrastructure, et cetera. And, and then the third people, the third kind of piece there is, you know, look to what resources and fuel do you need to be able to get the growth, whether that's capital, whether that's a new market, whether that's another strategy like, you know, I always say that the enemy of execution is is business as usual. So hmm. take this time to think about what your business even is, where do you want to take it? And, and when you come out of this, how can you break that pattern of just going through the motions? And that might be a capital raise, you know, that might be entering into a new market, a new product. But, you know, if this has taught us anything, it should be, we don't know how long the market's going to be good, bad, up, down, sideways. And, you know, we don't even know how long life is going to be in its current format. So, you know, to have a crack when we come out of this and, and get ready to have a real crack and change the way you're thinking about your current business. Mm. 
I love that. Some great insights for everyone there. So guys, if you're not already, make sure that you're looking at all those points that Richard's just shared. So um, and Richard, if there's if anyone's loved what they've heard today and they go, cool, obviously like number one, they can see you and find out more about you at the Mogul Mastermind for all our, all our crew that's coming along there. But if they go, I've liked what this guy said and I want to see more about what he's up to and see some of this content he's doing, where's the best place for the people to connect with you? Yeah, mate, just either pop, pop me a little uh, a little little note through the website, which is www.businessleaders.com. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram handle as well, which is rich underscore bell underscore business leaders, which um, I'm sure you'll you'll give to everybody. And hey, I just want to I want to let everyone know that I'm really looking forward to coming into the Mogul Mastermind and, and adding value. And you know, I've got a huge amount of respect to to any business owner who's out there, you know, fighting the good fight and, and doing their best during this time. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. We look forward to chatting to you more in May and we'll chat to you then. Yeah, great. Thanks so much. Awesome. Cheers.